Hello, and welcome to Missing an Audience. In each episode, a different guest from the arts world will talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected their practice, how they see things changing going forwards, and about their memories of being part of or creating for audiences. Our aim with this podcast is to hear from and reach as many different people working or studying in the arts as possible, to connect over what we miss and have lost, what we have to look forward to, and what needs to change. We also hope to spread awareness of charities or arts groups struggling at this time. We need the arts, and we need audiences. Culture is for entertainment, protest, education, therapy, employment, inspiration and connection it must survive our guest today is artistic director and ceo of extant maria ashodi founded in 1997 extant is an award-winning multidisciplinary theater company that unites visually impaired artists in the uk past productions have included flight path co-produced with yellow earth the Chairs, translated by Martin Crimp, Combustion, Tandemonium, and Resistance. A graduate of Middlesex University, Maria is a playwright, director, and access consultant who has worked with Grey Eye, The Royal Court, BBC Drama, and Channel 4. Her scripts include The S-Bend, Blood, Sweat, and Fears, Here Comes a Candle, Mug, and Hound. In 2010, Maria was recognized as one of the 50 women to watch by the Cultural Leadership Program and has appeared in the Disability Power 100 list on numerous occasions. In 2018, she was nominated for a Women of the World Creative Industries Award in the Bold Moves category. Hello, I'm Jake Leonard, the creator and host of this podcast, and I'm a freelance theatre director. So, hi Maria, thank you for joining us. How are you? Very well, thank you. So tell me about your 2020. Being blind and living on my own. A lot of the way that I negotiate my existence in the world is dependent on systems being in place. And I often in the back of my mind used to think, God, what would happen if all this went? What would happen? And suddenly, that's exactly where we were in March. There were times when I was like in supermarkets and they felt like war zones. There was a lot of reaching out from strangers. But in terms of people nearby, you know, geographically, it was kind of a strange kind of panic that was going on where everyone was just kind of drawing up the drawbridge. So it was a kind of a weird time. You know, other, other societies um, across the world regularly are going through this sort of attack on their ways of living and identities that come through those sorts of things very strongly. We're just so removed from any of that threat that it was like, oh, my God, it's happening here. You know, um, I was very aware of that in my own response. And, of course, on top of everything, you've had your company Extant to run and your online show Flight Path. Tell us a little bit about that. We toured a show last year, which was the mother of a show to get together, but we we did it and we got it out there and it actually was, was good. And on the back of it, I went for some funding from the space taking live performance and kind of reinventing it for a digital platform. And it took a year. <laughs> I mean, I was getting very frustrated last summer, but in a way it was really good that it took as long as it did because we were ready to start in, um, you know, kind of at the beginning of the year or sort of February yeah. time. Got the team together and we had our timeline sorted out and, uh, and then it, all this hit. But it meant that 
our output was purely digital. We could continue to work remotely. It was all meant to coincide with the the, uh, Tokyo 2020 Olympics and Paralympic Games. (laughs) Five or six years in the making, we, we began working with Upswing, contemporary circus theatre company, and Yellow Earth, who are a British and Southeast Asian theatre company. And we brought together three blind artists. They were an American aerialist called Amelia Gazalo. There was a Japanese viola player called Takashi Kikuchi and a Nigerian soprano, Victoria Oruwari. Then we began to work with a writer, Glenn Neath, who works with David Rosenberg on some really interesting experimental sound performance in the dark. Part of an outfit now they've called Dark Field. They do a lot of their work in shipping containers. We had discovered this about this, this tradition with Biwahoshi, who were blind medieval Japanese travelling musicians and storytellers. And then we faced this big conundrum, which is when we raised the money to do the show. Um, Victoria and Takashi, who the scripts have been based on their kind of life stories, as well as Amelia as well, decided that they didn't want to tour. So we had this big problem about how we continue working on this piece. Which so we thought, well, well, we can film them and maybe we can use some experimental sound to facialise their voices so their voices can be presence moving about the space as if they're sort of still travelling, you know. And then we also at the same time found out about an Australian visually impaired aerialist called Sarah who's coming in and out of the UK wanting to do more work and live here and stuff. So we brought her over to work with Amelia and we then we had this sort of connection between the Goze, who were the female version of the Biwahoshi, who did the same thing. They they played an instrument called a shamisen. They moved around the rural countryside in Japan. They earned their living through singing stories, a particular structure. And then our two female performers on stage. It's a lesson and never, don't ever let your R&D last that long. <laughs> but it's incredible though. I mean, how you, how you adapted all the way through and created this incredible show out of it. That's brilliant. And of course, you're a playwright as well. So have you been working on anything individual in lockdown? I started exploring an idea about creating a piece, which started, <laughs> it seems to take five years. I started on five years ago. Um, and that was to work with and collaborate with um, a, a, a blind director uh, and writer in America called mm. Lynn Manning, who is African-American. So I went out and did a cultural exchange thing in LA where he lives back in 2014 and was really interested in LA as a city and being blind and how the hell you get around a city that's basically made for cars and yeah. he, he was really fascinating to watch I was kind of really interested in the comparison between his navigation and mine of London and so I thought I'd create a project called Trail of Two Cities where we both trail our histories through our cities being blind and people of colour and then I understand that Lynn sadly passed away, which must have been a terrible shock. Horrendous to lose my friend. And how do I make sense of that? I left it for a while and then I came back and I thought, well, I think there's something here. And so I sort of started to reorganise it. So rather than it being about two of us, it's actually just one of us, it's me. And there's a kind of conceit around keeping him alive in, in a, in a it's kind of very strange way, which we've kind of found a way of doing. And then holding being a conversation between us. I'm really glad that that's been your response, that the show is able to continue in its creative process. And it's a sort of fitting tribute, I guess, to, to your friend and to fellow artists. So that's really lovely. 
I wish you all the very best of luck with it and I know you were due to do an R&D sharing of it in April which has obviously been scuppered so fingers crossed that that will get back on track soon. One of the other things we talk about on this podcast is audience experiences and that can be a response that you've had to a piece of work you created or it could be a response that you yourself have felt as a member of an audience. So what would you like to talk to us about Maria? I was just thinking about slight parts because, uh, you know, not just want to bang on about that, but um, we, we recorded it binaurally, you know, we, we borrowed a head from the National... Oh, yeah, they, they're like these, they look a bit like mannequin heads or something and they record all the sound around them. I thought, my gosh, this is incredible. I actually felt like I was sitting in the audience because you can hear... The person next to the head who was sitting yeah. in that seat, you can hear them breathing, you yeah. can hear them moving, as you would you know, when you watch a show and you, it made it very, very visceral, shocking actually. And and, and because I, I realised I haven't had that experience for such a long time and being in the audience is actually being part of the audience. So you become part of this moving kind of breathing, you know, um, absorbing entity. The last thing we talk about on the podcast is the charity or cause that our guest would like to highlight to listeners. So what have you chosen, Maria? We're partnering with Camden People's Theatre who are doing some really interesting supporting of, of artists to create new work through three initiatives for emerging artists. That's really great, I think, just to get everyone sort of or kick-started again, you know, working with them to try and bring more diverse voices into their, you know, to, to respond to some of these call-outs and doing as much as we can to support their artists also think about including description in creative ways in the work that they're producing whether it be online or in live setting we have all sorts of interesting ways in which we can inspire people to do that so we're going to be working with cpt to deliver some of that training thanks maria that, that was really great thank, thank you. you thanks so much for joining thanks. us thanks for making the space for us and listening to all sorts of like kind of tangential ramblings <laughs> <laughs> In my opinion, that's what a conversation is, isn't it? So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Missing an Audience, hosted by Jake Leonard. With music by Dave Morris, publicity design by Ben Hollands, and voiceover by Rebecca Klee. We'd love to hear your favourite audience experiences and how COVID-19 has affected you. So feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter at MissingAnAord. If you want to donate or find out more about the charities our guest was talking about, you can find the links in the description below. In the meantime, keep safe, keep well, and be kind. Next time, we're joined by artistic director of Small Truth Theatre, Yasmin Arden. What audio's done is made me think about how you can really create worlds in people's imaginations. So actually, it's the most epic space you could possibly be making work in. So it's made me think on a much bigger scale in some ways as well. And working with Nicola Chang, the sound designer, has been just so inspiring to to create those worlds and the magic that can happen. Thank you.